All right, welcome back to another episode of the Sex Mancers Podcast. On this episode, I'm going to start off by answering a question here from Anonymous. Uh, she's 19 and she has a little bit of an issue here. Uh, it goes on. When I was 17 years old, I never had an orgasm despite having had one or two sexual partners. I read, uh, placing the clit underneath running water is a way to reach orgasm. So I tried it. And to this day, it is the only way I can climax. I have a serious boyfriend now, but I don't orgasm with him. What am I to do? Am I doomed to only come in the presence of running water? Okay, so this is a bit of an issue here. And one of the things is, you know, when you're young and especially maybe, uh, you know, starting off as a virgin, you know, the only time that you, you know, climaxed was during masturbation. And, you know, as a young person, you know, who doesn't have a house to themselves, where you can find some time where you're going to be alone and you can safely masturbate without anybody catching you, you know, it tends to be, you know, either, you know, in your bedroom or in the bathroom. In this particular case, it may have been the bathroom. And part of the reason uh, why the running water uh, worked was, you know, the overall stimulation. You know, because, you know, there isn't really instructions that you, that you, um, you know, get on how to make yourself orgasm and running water adds in, you know, different feelings and is all encompassing. Plus, it has an issue here where, you know, if you're not generally sexually aroused when you masturbate and, you know, and when I say that, I mean, not well lubricated, water provides that, you know, lubrication, you know, uh, to make it nice, wet, and feeling pretty good. But the issue here is how you start off, uh, you know, when you're young and masturbating can, well, it can train your body as to what it is you need in order to mass uh, or in order to reach climax, in order to reach that big orgasm. I mean, the body is very trainable. You know, and so your body's just used to needing that running water. And so what you're going to need to do here is retrain your body. Because if you never orgasm while you're having sex uh, with your boyfriend, your fiance, your husband, you know, it it, it is going to cause some tension in the relationship as he's going to feel as though, you know, he's not you know, good enough. And he's going to end up having some issues such as, you know, thinking that you may, you know, uh, seek out somebody else. You may leave him. You may cheat on him in order to try and reach sexual gratification. So you're going to need to go through and retrain your body to be able to orgasm with him. All right. So the first thing that you're going to need to do is, you know, find a way to reach climax, uh, out of the tub while you're masturbating. And so what you may uh, do here uh, and part of retraining your body is buy a good bottle of lube, lubricant, right? And spend the next 30 to 60 days masturbating every day, right? Find a time of the day uh, in order to masturbate, you know, whether that's just before you go to bed or, you know, 
anytime you get a free moment uh, during the day where you can be alone and not have to worry about anybody, you know, walking in on you. You know, whether you're 19 living at home or in your mid 20s and you have a roommate, right? Just find a little bit of time and use the lubricant, uh, in order to masturbate. Try that for, you know, you know, every day until you orgasm and experiment with it, right? Go through and experiment different ways to touch yourself, how much of your hand, you know, to use, you know, one finger, two fingers, the, you know, all digits, you know, uh, and figure out or experiment in different ways, you know, whether that's up and down, side to side, or kind of uh, mix between the two diagonally uh, across it. Uh, try and figure out, you know, going through and having, you know, uh, a mix of indirect and direct stimulation. Now, you'll do this, you know, every day until you reach, you know, climax, until you orgasm. And then you'll want to go through and, you know, start taking away the lube until you can just masturbate uh, to an orgasm without any lube whatsoever. All right, this gets your body uh, to the point where it doesn't need the extra, you know, lubrication or water in order to orgasm. Now, when it comes to uh, sex with your man, you're going to have to go through and be very intent on, you know, or on having sex with him. And what you'll need to do is avoid masturbation. You know, once you got your body trained to the point where it can orgasm without the running water, now you need to get your body to the point where it's going to orgasm with him during sex. And it's going to be very hard to orgasm uh, with him if you've already masturbated and orgasmed uh, there, you know, earlier that day or within the past couple of days and you're not really, you know, all that horny. You know, and so what you're going to have to do is lay off the masturbation for a little bit. And if you're horny and you feel like you desperately want to masturbate, you know, then have sex instead. You know, go off and make sure that you're jumping his cock. You know, you're riding it. And when you're doing that, also experiment. Experiment with different angles and different uh, positions. You know, you, maybe uh, your body uh, wants these, you know, uh, direct uh, doggy style, right? Where, you know, maybe you can start off, you know, where you're in doggy style and, you know, he's giving, you know, he's ramming you and everything and you could be playing with your clit. You know, have a hybrid between, you know, masturbation and sex in order to reach that particular orgasm or uh, when you're on top, you know, going through uh, cowgirl, reverse cowgirl, um, you can, you know, experiment between leaning forward and seeing how that feels or, you know, leaning backwards, you know, to get, you know, more grind and more, you know, hitting of your G spot, you know, as you go through that. Now, in missionary position, you know, if you like to be on bottom, you know, you can experiment uh, with different ankles and different ways of positioning your legs. You know, you don't have to just be lying there, you know, with your legs maybe wrapped around his back at most. You know, maybe you have your legs more up in the air, 
while you're having sex. Maybe you have one leg up and one leg down. Maybe you have one leg straight up and one leg up and off to the side. You know, and maybe instead of him, you know, going straight on, he tries to angle it. You know, you have to go through an experiment. Now, you know, you can also go through and use lube during sex, you know, to get extra slippery or extra uh, sensation uh, towards your clit, you know, and maybe he can try and angle himself such that as he thrusts back and forth, you know, his, you know, groin area or belly or whatever is slipping up and down or, you know, rubbing on your clit as well. So you're going to have to work on retraining your body. And part of that is to stop masturbating, you know, in the bathtub, stop uh, with the running water and just work on, you know, masturbating, you know, without water or without any extra, you know, um, assistance. And, you know, once you get to that point, then work on not masturbating at all and just have, you know, lots and lots of sex and experimenting with different angles of entry and different positions. And if you do this, you'll eventually get to the point where you can masturbate with your man while having sex, you know, and not having to, you know, masturbate in order to get the big O. And when you start orgasming during sex, you'll see a big smile come across his face that he's finally getting it done for you. Because guys, you know, we have, you know, egos, of course. And if we can never make uh, the woman that we're with orgasm, it's a big blow to the ego. We kind of internalize that as our problem. And we start, you know, wondering, you know, what the problem is, what's going on and what's going to happen if he, if he can never get you to that big O about you potentially seeking out other people who might be able to. But once you start orgasming, you know, with him, Okay, then he starts getting that big smile. He gets that ego, and now he's you know you know going to be deeper into the relationship, uh, wanting to give you that next big O. Now, as it goes, you know, teenagers, you know, you you stated that you were only nineteen. Well, here's the thing: it, it can take you a while in order to go through and be able to orgasm, you know, a lot. Now, there's a lot of women out there who just can't orgasm, you know, during sex, you know, the, there are some issues there, but as you get older, you know, your G spot gets bigger, your clit, you know, gets bigger, you know, and you get more sexual uh, stimulation and gratification. And so there are a lot of women out there who have problems orgasming uh, in their teens. Now, now some of that is, you know, and maybe because the guy themselves is not that good in bed. And so, you know, when you go through and take a look at that, you know, some guys as teenagers are just selfish and some guys just don't know what they're doing. And so one of the things that you may need to ask is, you know, how is his performance as well? You know, now you said you've had, you know, one or two uh, sexual partners. You know, were either of them all that good? Were they able to last? You know, were they gone in 60 seconds or, 
you know, were they able to go for a good uh, round, you know, a good 30 to 40, 60 minutes? You know, you, you got to be able to uh, take a look at that as well. You know, but there's a lot of women who have a hard time orgasming as teenagers because they don't know their body uh, as well. They're not, you know, they're not confident enough to experiment sexually to figure out what it takes to get them off. You know, so you got to kind of weigh between the two that, you know, sex as teenagers is not, you know, always, you know, the best because neither one of you has all that much experience. As time goes on and you experiment and, you know, you do the other things I suggest, sex will get better. You get to know each other better and you'll get to know what you need better and be able to better communicate with your partner as to what's hitting the spot just right and what's doing absolutely nothing for you. Right, so if you go through this and you go through these steps, then you got, then you know, chances are you'll be able to reach that orgasm. The only other thing is what's going on in your mind, you know, during this time, you know, because for women, sex can be uh, as much of a mental game as it is a physical game, and so if you're going, you know, through sex and you're kind of distracted and you're just thinking about the orgasm and you feel like you're, you know, pressured, you know, and that, you know, you're trying too hard to have an orgasm, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. You're putting too much thought into it. You need to be able to go through and clear your mind out, you know, empty your mind and don't focus on anything. Just let the you know, pleasure be felt, you know, just let, you know, the feelings, you know, be experienced, but don't think about it. Don't overthink about it. Don't put too much thought and go, damn it, I'm going to orgasm and that's it. And we're going to keep going until I do, you know, and that's not going to work. You need to be able to, you know, be focused and present in the moment in order to reach that orgasm that you are looking for. It's, you know, one of those things where, you know, you got, you know, the issues of, you know, maybe not very confident in bed uh, to experiment with what you need, you know, not very experienced or confident enough to experiment. And, you know, as teenagers, you, you know, your sexual organs and functions are not, are still not fully developed to hit its sexual peak. And so you need to have all of that, um, you know, come into play. Now, one thing uh, that helps, though, is lots and lots of sex. You know, uh, going through and having lots of sex, and specifically for the purposes of experimenting with positions and angles, while simultaneously trying to find a way to make sure that you quiet your mind and don't overthink anything and just let the experience and the feelings flow through you. So I hope that helps. And I hope uh, with that advice, you're able to go through and start having better sex and start reaching the orgasm and sexual satisfaction that you are looking for. Now, in any relationship, there are times when you just do not have the motivation for sex. 
And this is true for men. While the cliche is men can get turned on even by a tinfoil, there are times when sex is just not on a guy's mind. You know, because there are other issues uh, that are going on that are occupying all of his time and his thoughts. You know, some of these issues uh, may be stress, stress from work, financial stress, uh, even just stress from the kids, you know, if he just never gets any downtime, you know, where he gets up, goes to work, comes home, the kids are running him ragged, and then he goes to bed and repeat and has no time to relax. You know, same thing for women, you know, when women are stressed out, feeling overworked and just have no energy left. You know, you need the downtime and you need the breaks. And so you need to be able to figure out, you know, as far as stress relief, you know, non-sexual is what is it that, you know, relieves your stress? Is it sitting uh, around in front of the TV and being able to watch a show? You know, some people find that very relaxing. Some people that does nothing for them. Some people find it relaxing uh, to do other things. You know, uh, for men, it might be working on cars, it might be, you know, building stuff, you know, home additions, decking, you know, all of that. But stress, you know, can be a big killer uh, in your sex life. And, you know, even for him. And so you'll need to find out ways in which you can go off and relieve stress and be able to relax from time to time. Now, Stress can cause other problems, such as, you know, problems sleeping, which will make you, you know, tired and, you know, dragging on. But you can also have sleeping problems even when you're not stressed. You know, some people, you know, suffer from insomnia and there are ways uh, that you can deal with that. And of course, there may be just general work issues, you know, a project with a tight deadline, you know, um, problems going on with coworkers or managers. I mean, there's just a whole host of reasons why, you know, you may not be in the mood or have motivation for sex. You know, now this may, you know, these issues um, may have more of, of an effect on your sex life when you're older. You know, when you're younger, very little, you know, may get in the way of your sexual appetite. You know, granted, But even when you don't feel sexual, even when you don't feel motivated, you got to keep in mind that rejecting your spouse, you know, and rejecting their sexual advancement is hurtful to your spouse. Whether you're a man who is rejecting your wife's sexual advancement because you're just not in the mood, or whether you're the wife rejecting your husband's sexual advancements because you're just not in the mood. It, you know, once in a while, I mean, it's okay and it's understandable. But if you allow this to happen, you know, quite often, you know, then it creates, you know, problems in the relationship. The person who feels rejected, you know, has or will develop issues. You know, why are, why am I being rejected? You know, does my spouse no longer find me, you know, sexually appealing? You know, um, does my spouse no longer care about my needs? Hey, why doesn't my spouse, you know, feel sexually aroused or have any sexual needs or desires anymore? What's going on? Are they getting something off on the side and they're already gotten their sexual gratification or, you know, a whole host of other things? Rejection just never feels good. And somebody who, you know, gets rejected, you know, and 
you know, who feels bad tries to avoid rejection. And so, you know, eventually they stop asking, you know, and then the relationship, you know, continues to deteriorate until the next thing you know, you know, you're just, you know, two roommates that may have benefits from time to time, but mostly you're just, you know, friends or roommates cohabitating, you know. Now, if you're not, you know, in the mood, depending on the situation, you should find a way to try and get yourself in the mood. You know, whether you're a guy and you need to pop some Viagra or, you know, you're a woman and you need to, you know, take some Spanish fly or horny pills, you know, whatever the case may be, or, you know, find some natural supplements or, you know, just go ahead and find something that sexually stimulates you. Maybe, you know, uh, as a woman, you know, you know, your husband's in the mood, you're not, you know, really motivated. Maybe you, you know, go off, um, you know, to take a shower and you masturbate in the shower and, you know, get yourself horny, you know, but don't, you know, do it to completion. And maybe that's how you get yourself in the mood. Or maybe, you know, it can be as simple as visualizing. Just start thinking about sex. You know, women, you know, you are very mental and, you know, I don't mean that in a bad way, but you are very mental with your, you know, sex. You know, your sexual arousal is more of a mental game than it is a physical game. You know, and so maybe you go off and you just start thinking about sex. I know, um, you know, when, you know, me and my wife, you know, we have kind of a schedule and I'll talk about this a little bit later on, you know, where, you know, we had to schedule, you know, that we were going to have sex this many times a week and that these were generally going to be the best days to do so. And on those days, she would start thinking about sex, you know, throughout the day, you know, and that helped her to be in the mood and, you know, helped her think about things that she would want to do you know, that night, uh, that would make it fun and exciting and all of that. And, you know, just by thinking about sex, uh, she would go through and have herself in the mood. Now, if you're not, uh, now, if you're the one, you know, being rejected, of course, you know, it, it is, you can't help but to take it personally, especially if it's not the first time, you know, when it keeps happening on a regular basis, you know, and, you know, takes an opportunity, you know, when it happens on a regular basis, you know, you just got that. Urgh. Now, uh, for men, you know, women, you know, if your guy is, you know, the one rejecting you, you know, uh, repeatedly because of some issues, you know, you have to be more, you know, physical, you know, maybe you just go ahead and strip dance for him. Him seeing you naked can change it things around quite a bit, you know, you just starting to go off and, you know, you know, and starting to get in position to perform a blow job and all of that can work, you know, but there are times when he will need a little extra assistance, you know, whether that be pharmaceutical or all natural, you know, he's going to need assistance, you know, too, but you can also think about this, you know, if rejection is happening, you know, on a more frequent basis as an opportunity to open up communication to find out what's wrong. Why is it that you find yourself, 
with next to no sex drive? What's going on in your life? What, you know, issues are bothering you? You know, and you can try and get him to open up as well. You know, um, if you know that, you know, rejection has been happening at greater and greater frequency, you know, go ahead and try and have that, uh, have that conversation to figure out whether it's a problem uh, that you can help your, your partner through. Now, how you go about that is going to be important. Don't start making accusations or make them feel like they have to be on the defensive to defend themselves. No, you, you have to find a way to gently nudge or open up, or maybe you go through and you share your feelings like, Hey, you know, I, 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 I'm not saying that, you know, you're wrong or anything, but you know, lately I've been feeling kind of rejected and, you know, I know that, you know, you still love me. So, you know, maybe there's, you know, some issue going on, something that's causing you stress and whatever. And I want to know what I can do to try and help you out, you know, so that you can sleep better, so that you can feel less stressed and, you know, just be there to support you and, you know, get help you get your sexual drive back because I want to rock your world. You know, something like that, maybe not in those exact words or, you know, being, you know, quite that cheesy, but you want to go through and, you know, use it as an opportunity to open up lines of communication in order to get back to your sex life. And even outside of the bedroom, uh, when you go through, you know, a, a period in which you have gone through, you know, stress, bad luck. You know, these are times that you have to be the most mindful about how you act and speak to each other. I know it it can be a vicious cycle. Here it is, you know, you're horny, you know, and you're being rejected. You're taking it personally. You want to help the other person through it. You know, they say stuff, but, you know, you're not in the best of mood yourself because you're just like, God damn, I just need to get off. I need an orgasm. You know, I need to come. I need to, you know, whatever the case may be, you know, you're on edge. You're kind of, you know, in a growly or bitchy mood, you know, and all that because of sexual frustration and tension. And yet you want to be able to try and help, you know, your partner, you know, get through whatever issues is killing their sex drive. And, you know, it it can be hard to be delicate. It can be hard to, you know, break into the conversation to be able to get what you need and when you need it, you know, and so there are so many times, you know, in life, you know, that our sexual motivation, you know, will ebb and flow. If it's just a sleeping problem or even stress, you know, you can take, you know, a natural uh, supplement or, you know, whatever. I mean, you can go to like Walmart or something and get melatonin you know, or something that has melatonin in it, you know, and take it early and, you know, plan to retire early uh, that night, you know, to get a good night's sleep. And as you get a good night's sleep, you know, you'll feel more rested, less stress, you know, going through uh, getting uh, exercise and whatnot. Now, if it's your partner that's having the problems and they're not doing anything about it, it can be hard. Like, for instance, with stress, we know exercise is a good stress reliever. But can you motivate the other person to go out and exercise? Can you motivate your partner? It's easy, you know, for you to 
make up your mind about whether or not you're going to exercise, but it's hard to force your partner to, you know, or get your partner to take pills if they don't really like pills in order to help them sleep better, you know, and you may not be able to do anything if it's an issue uh, that is going on at work, but you can take this as the opportunity to open up communication about what's going on and, you know, share your feelings. Now, women, you have the advantage here. You know, it is easier for you to help your guy get through his issue and, you know, get him sexually motivated. Usually just stripping, you know, naked and starting to make, you know, uh, sexual advancements while buck naked, you know, will do wonders towards turning him around. But for guys, you know, we have a little, you know, more uh, complex or harder issue because guys, we can't just strip naked and start making advancements and expect you to all of a sudden be boom, wet and in the mood. You know, we got to focus a lot more on, you know, you mentally, you know, you in uh, your thought process and your emotions, you know, in order to get you back and get your sex drive back. Now, if you realize that, you know, your sex drive has been, you know, down lately, you know, women, you know, be, you know, mindful of that and consider of that and be much more open to just going with it, you know, going with, you know, sex when he starts making the sexual advancements. I know it's harder uh, for you and I know you're, you know, uh, not, you know, motivated or in the mood during this times, but if you notice that, wow, but we haven't really had a whole lot of sex lately and or wow i can't remember the last time we had sex it's probably a good indication that you know you need to you know go with go with it allow it to happen and maybe you know the issue is you know what's compounding the issue is because you haven't had sex for so long you're so growly and you know, grouchy that, you know, even though you need sex, you're, you get in your own way, you know, because you're just sexually frustrated and, you know, you're over frustrated. And so you want sex, but you're not in the mood for sex, you know, and your emotions are all over the place. Just go ahead and just say yes and go with it, you know, and guys, you know, if, you know, something's going on, you know, and there's been a drastic change in her, you know, sex drive, Work on those emotions, you know, work on, you know, figuring out what the issue is emotionally, what the issue is, you know, uh, going on at work or, you know, so many other things. Now, there could also just be an issue, you know, if a woman's sex drive drops, that there's a change in hormones. Maybe you don't know it yet, but maybe the reason why she's always tired is because she's pregnant and, you know, neither one of you know it yet, you know, you know. You know, so that could be, you know, an issue as well. You know, you never know exactly what it is uh, that is going on. So you're going to have to use this as an opportunity to communicate, you know, know how your partner is and how to gently bring it up in the conversation. And for those of you who realize your sex drive has, you know, tanked, you know, try and think about what it is that's causing your loss of sexual arousal and try to work on those issues. Usually most uh, situations uh, can be resolved through, you know, workout, exercise, 
good sleep and a good, uh, proper diet. It's amazing how those th- three things will solve a lot of issues for you, uh, emotionally and physically and get you back into the relationship at your full sexual peak. And it's also amazing how much a change in lifestyle will disrupt your sex drive as well. You know, for instance, here, if you go and you change a diet where you cut out carbs, you know, maybe, I don't know, what is that called? The keto diet? Well, then there is a period in which your body needs to adjust, especially if you're taking in so few carbs, you know, where, the, you know, knowing that carbs is where you get your energy from, you know, that, you know, while your body's adjusting, you may feel sluggish, unaroused, and all of that. So, you know, you got to take into consideration, you know, when you want to try and change up your diet, you know, that, you know, that change in your diet may affect your sex drive. And, you know, so when you go into those dietary changes, you know, for that healthier lifestyle, you know, go into it knowing that, you know, there's going to be an adjustment period and that you're, you know, going to have less motivation in some areas because you're taking in less energy. And therefore, you have to try and find a plan, you know, a a just-in-case plan, you know, uh, as I'd like to call it, you know, for how you're going to deal with having less energy because of what you're cutting out of your diet, you know, and still being able to take care of your partner's sexual needs and sexual uh, well-being. So keep all of that in mind. Now, maybe, just maybe, what is going on in your sex life is a mixed match of libido or, you know, what gets you, you know, sexually aroused, you know, or maybe it is just, you know, timing, you know, you're in the mood when he's not, he's in the mood when you're not, you know, and what do you do, you know, about all of that, you know, and so there is a a debate, you know, going on between, you know, scheduling, you know, in your relationship when you're going to have sex, you know, what nights of the week and how often during the week that you're going to have sex. And, you know, there is this whole scheduled versus spontaneous, you know, where you just want sex to be a spontaneous thing that, you know, just happens naturally and all passionate and romantic. And I guess early on in your relationship, before you have kids, sure, you know, that spontaneousness of, you know, sex and, you know, just getting caught up in the mood and swept off your feet, you know, is possible. But when you have kids, you know, your, you know, time of the day in which you can have sex is limited. Now, there is also the issue of, you know, work, you know, you find yourself early on in the day, you know, you're at work, you're very horny, and then you get home and you're just tired and wiped out, you know, and so you don't really have all of the motivation for it. Now, when it comes to scheduled versus spontaneous sex, men are, you know, programmed, you know, more for schedules and routines. You know, we like to get into a routine and we stick with it. You know, we'll get up at the same time every day. 
will go through the same morning routine. We'll take the same road to work every day because it is the most efficient route. If there was a better way to work, we would have taken it. We'll stop at the same places on our way to work and on our way home from work, you know, to pick up coffee or a light snack or something. You know, we are very much into our routines. Women, on the other hand, you know, tend to like to be a little more spontaneous. Now, while they get into, you know, schedules and plannings and all of that, when it comes to work and careers, in their personal life, they tend to want to be a little more spontaneous and fun and carefree and, you know, just kind of, you know, go with the flow of things. And when it comes uh, to their relationship, you know, the romantic idea of just being swept off their feet in romance and getting lost in the heat of the moment and the passion. Now, scheduling sex, you know, can create consistency that promotes closeness, health, and stress relief. You know, so going through and having a, you know, time in which you schedule to have sex, you know, creates that consistency where, you know, okay, you know what, it's, you know, Monday night and or Thursday night or whatever nights that you schedule, you know, we know this is the night uh, that we're going to have sex. You know, you keep the, you know, sex, you know, continuous and predictable and therefore, you know, you're making sure that you get, you know, the sexual release that you need and you schedule as much sex as you want, you know, throughout the week based off of, you know, your libidos. And therefore, you know, you avoid the issue of, you know, going too long without sex and letting the sexual frustration get in the way of your sex life. And, you know, it promotes better moods, right? But the problem uh, with, you know, trying to create a schedule is there are going to be times when you miss that schedule you know whether it's because uh you know for you women you have a monthly cycle and therefore you know you're going to miss you know some scheduled nights you know because you're having uh, a period and then trying to get back into the routine you know Okay, so scheduling sex is not always perfect. You know, things will come up and get in the way of the, of the schedule, but it does create consistency in the relationship and, you know, in your sex life that provides so much benefits. Now, spontaneous sex, while that, you know, can be more passionate and, you know, more caught up in the heat of the moment and can be a lot more fun. You know, just waiting for the mood to spontaneously hit you creates a lot of inconsistency. And that inconsistency can lead to long periods of time uh, in between sexual encounters in your relationship. You know, that can lead to you waiting too long to have sex and waiting and causing you to be grumpy and growly and moody and, you know, all of those things that will get in, uh, get in the way you know, of you being able to be spontaneously aroused. And plus, you know, women, what you need to understand here is it is hard for guys to constantly come up with new ways to, you know, create a spontaneous and passionate night. You know, we may be able to come up with some ideas here and there, you know, be able to, you know, pull it off, you know, once in a while. 
But being able to pull that off multiple times a week, I mean, that is just unrealistic. I mean, just be honest. How often do you think a guy throughout a week is going to be able to spontaneously create a hot, passionate night out of the blue? And especially if you do have kids, you know, it can be hard, you know, to create spontaneous passion, especially if you have very young kids that, you know, have temper problems, you know, like the terrible twos or, you know, three-year-olds, you know, and they go off and get you into a very bad mood because, you know, they, you know, didn't take their nap, you know, they refused to take a nap and, you know, they're very tired and yet they refuse to go to sleep. And so they misbehave and, you know, cause all types of mischief and problems. And now you're in a bad mood and you expect him to be able to come up with something spontaneously to turn your mood around. Oh, give me a break. But I get that, you know, for women scheduling sex, you know, is has the feeling of killing the romance, you know, killing the passion, killing that whole wanting to be swept off your feet feelings. So maybe you try a hybrid of the two where you have a spontaneous schedule, as it were. And how that works is, you know, you go off and you think about, well, how often do you want to have sex, you know, during the week? What is your sex drive? You know, is your sex drive, you know, once a week, twice a week, three times a week? You know, think about that, you know, for a moment. Now, we'll go off, you know, based off of averages and say maybe your sex drive is twice a week. So you'll plan that you're going to have sex twice a week. Okay. So now you got kind of a schedule here you know, uh, twice a week and you got to figure out what days of the week in order to do so. So maybe you split that schedule up where, okay, you're going to have sex twice a week, one night a week, uh, one of those nights, he's going to initiate the other night, uh, that week you're going to initiate, you know, so you're taking turns initiating sex. Therefore you can, you know, do some of the planning and prep work, you know, to get yourself in the mood and be able to have the, you know, night, you know, that you want, you know, sex, you know, fun sexually or just passionate or, you know, whatever the case may be. Right. Now, as you go through there, maybe you come up with, okay, you know, we're going to have sex, you know, uh, twice a week and, you know, one night uh, and we're going to take turns on who initiates. So maybe you go off and choose like, okay, you know, we're going to have, you know, one night, you know, Monday through Wednesday, right? You know, uh, you're going to have sex, you know, on one of those days. And on that day, he chooses which night you're going to have sex. You know, he's going to choose which night uh, he's going to be initiating. So you have it scheduled that you're going to have sex on one of those days, right? And he gets to pick which of those days is going to be the night that, you know, you have sex and he's going to be the one to initiate and, you know, instigate what it is you're going to be doing that night for fun. And then say uh, between Thursday through Saturday or Thursday through Sunday, you know, you're going to have sex again. 
on one of those nights. But this time, you're going to be the one initiating, right? You're going to be the one. So you have it scheduled that you're going to have sex twice a week, and you have it scheduled that, you know, during this part of the week, he gets to choose the night and initiate. And during the other part of the week, you choose what night it is and you're going to initiate. And this combines that schedule with the spontaneousness that you may be looking for. As you have the schedule that you're going to, you know, one, you know, uh, during that week twice with the spontaneousness of being able to switch off which nights it's going to be based off of how you're feeling that day. And maybe it is, you know, um, you might, you know, pick a Monday, but, you know, you get to Saturday and you realize that you haven't initiated a night, you know, and therefore, you know, Saturday, you're going to initiate in order to make sure that you stick to that schedule of twice a week. But, you know, you had some flexibility based off of your mood day to day to try and pick out which night uh, of the week you're in the best mood for sex. You know, this hybrid of scheduling uh, with allowing some, you know, room for spontaneousness, you know, is probably one of the best ways to go about keeping sex alive in the relationship and keeping, you know, the romance and the passion going while also providing some predictability and making sure that you have, you know, uh, consistent sex and uh, in your relationship that promotes the closeness, promotes, you know, the happy, you know, moods that you get, relieves stress, and, you know, keeps the bonds in your relationship together. Now, you may be going off and going, yeah, 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 you know, but my situation is a little different, right? I, I get the whole scheduling sex versus spontaneous sex and combining the two. But, you know, m- one of the things that gets in our way of having sex, you know, is my job because my job requires me to travel and travel a lot. So, you know, while it's a good in theory that we're going to have sex twice uh, a week and, you know, we're going to make it consistent and all of that. The problem is I'm gone, you know, traveling for my job a week at a time, you know, and so I may be gone for a week or two and then uh, home for a week. And some of the problems is on the week that I'm home is when she's having her period. And therefore, you know, sometimes we go a month um, without sex because, you know, the traveling and, you know, the mix match of when I'm home and when her cycle hits. And so we can't always maintain, you know, that sexual, you know, gratification that we need, you know, and, you know, for women, you know, uh, if you're, you know, if your spouse is traveling a lot, or maybe you're the one that's traveling a lot, you know, for, in order to get that sexual gratification, you know, you're in that bathtub with running water over your clit, having to masturbate in order to avoid that, you know, growly mood that comes from sexual frustration. Now, this does present a bit of a challenge here, you know, and, you know, your body, you know, may be trained, you know, to best orgasm during, you know, masturbation because you're on the road so much and, you know, your body, 
you know, you want and need that orgasm more often than you can be home with your spouse. And then when you are home, your body has been trained, you know, for how you masturbate rather than how you have sex with your partner. And this is very tricky. Now, there are some things that you can do uh, that can help out, but, you know, there isn't a, a one-size-fits-all solution to those of you who are road warriors with your job. Now, one thing is that technology has made it easier for you to be able to stay connected, you know, while you're traveling. You know, you have video chats with your phone, you know, whether that's the use of Skype or, you know, FaceTime or Android, you know, video call. You know, you got text messages. And, of course, you also have sex toys. And I get it. While you can still talk on the phone and even video chat, it is hard to stay uh, sexually connected to each other when physically you're apart. So here are some ideas that you can go through uh, when, you know, you have a lot of travel in your uh, work for you to try and stay connected. You know, one thing is, you know, phone sex. You know, whether that's you, you know, in the traditional sense of phone sex, of just talking over the phone and, you know, giving each other imagery of what it is that you're doing to the other person while the other person is masturbating on the phone and then just kind of taking turns, you know, uh, doing the phone sex. And, you know, uh, with the women, you know, you can at least hear the orgasm over the phone, um, uh, with men, you you know, the guy's just going to have to tell you, you know, when they're done. You know, or you can, do, you know, go with the video chat and, you know, Skype, where with the use of a camera and an internet connection, you know, you strip naked in front of the camera and let your partner watch you masturbate or have your partner tell you how they want, how they want you to touch yourself. You know, so that you can go through and use, you know, modern, you know, video uh, chat technology, you know, to go through and, you know, help each other out, you know, sexually being able to see each other naked and, you know, uh, the masturbation uh, part of that. But technology has also come uh, much further than that, you know, with uh, the sex toys that they come up with. Because now they're having sex toys that have phone apps to them. And so what you can do, you know, especially uh, for you women out there, you know, um, when you, you know, when the guy's traveling all that is that you can make sure that the app for your sex toys is on his phone and that whatever username and password and whatever that you need, you know, he's, he knows it or is logged into it. And then, Therefore, you know, when you're doing that video chat, um, you know, and you're naked and, you know, doing some masturbation, you know, you can use that toy. And while he's on, you know, maybe the other side of the uh, country through the through that app and through uh, the Internet, you know, he's able to set, you know, what the you know toy is going to do, you know, the vibration speed, the pulsing. You know, I don't know, maybe there's some sex toys out there that, you know, uh, does the thrusting, you know, so that you as, you know, the woman doesn't have to, you know, manually thrust, uh, you know, uh, the dildo or vibrator or whatever it is, 
you know, back and forth into you as well. And then, you know, find some toys, you know, that he will be able to pack and take with him that also uses a phone app to simulate, you know, sex or a blow job or, you know, whatever it is. So, you know, uh, the sex toys, uh, having, you know, uh, internet connection, uh, or at least a Bluetooth connection, you know, to your phone can help out, uh, with your phone sex and our video sex chat, you know, while you're out there on the road and making sure to talk to each other, you know, sexually, you know, uh, when you, you know, talk. You know, and this will require that you plan for your travels in advance, you know, planning what you're going to pack, you know, what apps you're going to need on the phone, you know, so on and so forth. You know, you're going to need to plan, you know, in advance. Now, this also means that when you are home, when you are together, you know, you're going to have to go on a sexual marathon. You know, for instance, if he's, if one of you is gone for two weeks at a time, then when you are home, you're probably going to end up going on a seven day or five day or whatever, you know, sex challenge where you're having sex pretty much every night that week, you know, or quite a few nights uh, that particular week. And you'll need to make sure that you do everything that you can to you know, be sexually motivated each of those nights uh, that, you know, your spouse is home rather than traveling, you know, and so, you know, I, and I get that, you know, that can be hard when you're, you know, having a period and maybe you'll have to decide that you're going to have sex even when you have your period. Yeah, it's going to be messy. You know, um, and you'll need to plan and buy, you know, a set of towels, you know, specifically for sex, uh, when you're, you know, having your period, you know, to absorb, you know, the blood that's coming out and all of that. And who knows? Maybe you'll find out that, you know, sex while you're on your period is even better, you know, and that you, that maybe that's uh, one way that you can orgasm or even have bigger orgasms, you know, or maybe that's when you decide that you're going to try anal sex, you know, for the first time, you know, whatever it is, you know, you just need to make sure that, you know, if one of you is a road warrior, then when you are home and when you are together, it is lots and lots of sex. Now that doesn't mean that you spend all day, every day naked in bed. No, 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 no. You do have, you know, other things in life. I mean, you know, presumably, you know, the one who doesn't travel is still getting up and going to work. And you'll also want to go off and do a lot of things outside of the bedroom, you know, as well, you know, try and find time to, you know, get out, you know, side and, you know, maybe you like playing basketball or tennis or, you know, going for walks or, you know, any one of a hundred activities that are available in your area, you're going to want to pack, you know, two weeks worth of, you know, connection, you know, and, you know, doing stuff together in and out of the bedroom in that one week when you know that you're going to be gone for the next two weeks, you know, and, and I get that also means, you know, if you have children dividing up the time so that the children, you know, 
aren't, you know, feeling like they don't have, you know, a mom or don't have a dad because they're gone for two weeks at a time. And when they are home, they spend most of their time, you know, with their spouse and not very much time with the kids. You know, I, I, I get that. I get that. Now, one of the things uh, that you can also do if, you know, one of you travels, and this is dependent upon how far you travel. You know, maybe you're only traveling 90 miles away. You know, maybe, you know, the job that keeps you out on the road is a construction job. And so you're gone, you know, uh, throughout, you know, the week, you know, uh, and the construction job is only 90 miles away. And so you're, you know, gone, you know, throughout the week and you're just home on the weekends, you know, are, you know, because the commute would be, you know, just a 90 mile commute, you know, every, you know, both ways every day would be too hard. So maybe, maybe because you know, if they're traveling that they're going to be set up in a hotel room, maybe you plan a surprise, right? If the, you know, distance isn't that far. You know, you plan a surprise where maybe you have, you know, uh, a friend or a family member, you know, watch your kids, you know, overnight or, you know, or something, right? You know, find this and you find out which uh, hotel and hotel room that your spouse is staying in. And you sh- make the travel yourself and show up, you know, and maybe even unexpectedly. Show up uh, at their hotel room with the only intention being sex. Now, hopefully, you know, uh, of course, they will have their own private room, you know, a single room. And so for you women, you know, you can go out and, you know, you can make plans, you know, um, you know, if you have kids, someone watch the kids. If you don't have kids, hey, this is even easier. You know, you figure out where your husband's staying, what room he's staying in, and then you know, you just get in the car and you travel to them, right? You travel to them. Maybe you even plan it so much so that, you know, you plan on, you know, uh, taking the day off of work the following day, you know, because of, you know, you might get home late uh, that particular night. But, you know, you go through and you travel to them. You know, maybe you get a, you know, you can do the old, uh, nothing under your trench coat thing where you get to the hotel, you only have, you know, a, a coat or, you know, some type of a trench coat with nothing on underneath or only lingerie underneath. You go to the hotel room in which your husband is staying at, you know, and when he opens the door, you know, you go ahead, open up the trench coat and go, let's go, baby. You know, you know, I mean, that can actually invite a lot of fun, a lot of role-playing fun. You know, I mean, yeah, it seems kind of hokey and kind of out of the movies and stuff, but that itself can provide a lot of fun. So even in uh, with a traveling job, you know, it can open up opportunities for you to, you know, do some role-playing and some fantasy play, you know, showing up unexpectedly, or even if they know you're coming, you know, for them to pretend like, you you know, you're some strange woman and, you know, are he's some strange guy and, you know, you open the door and the trench coat opens up and there's nothing on underneath 
Or, you know, if you're not that comfortable, you just show up and just let them know that, you know, that you're there to rock, you know, their world or, you know, uh, because, you know, you need it or, you know, whatever the case is, you know, it, it can be fun just showing up spontaneously at their hotel room that they're staying at while the construction project is going on or whatever reason it is that they had to do some, you know, uh, travel, you know, for that particular week, you know, and so that also requires a little bit of planning. Now, if you want to try and do it spontaneously without them knowing about it, you know, you have to be coy about, you know, getting them to tell you what hotel it is and what room number it is, you know, uh, so that you, you know, you can come up with an excuse as to why you need to know that so that you can surprise them showing up or, you know, let them know in advance, Hey, you know, I'm going to be swinging by your hotel room on this day, you know, either in the morning, afternoon or evening, probably more in the evening, you know, uh, be ready and willing to go uh, because I'm not going to go this entire week without sex, you know, whatever it is. And then, you know, maybe, you know, being in a different, you know, uh, city or town, you know, uh, you can also, you know, just plan a date night, you know, show up, go out, you know, find something to do that would be fun then go back to the hotel room and, you know, have a good, you know, round in bed. You know, the, there are still a lot of things that you can do to maintain, you know, having, you know, uh, f- you know, frequent sex, even with a traveling job, being able to have some spontaneity and fun, you know, uh, in your marriage, you know, while traveling and being able to, you know, just get into it more and have more sexual, you know, role playing ideas. You know, just because you're traveling doesn't mean, oh, great, you know, we can't do anything and there can't be any type of sexual fun or gratification, you know, during this time or, hey, I'm traveling. Therefore, uh, it's like I'm single, you know, while I'm traveling, only I just can't have sex. You know, that's not the case. You can find a way, you know, what is the old saying where there's a will, there's a way. Well, you can find a way you know, even with a traveling job to maintain, you know, high sexual connection with each other. Okay, so that's it uh, for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Obviously, you do because you keep coming back and listening to it. All right, so check the links and the show notes below for ways that you can support the show, uh, get merchandise or with Valentine's coming up. Um, well, actually, it might be too late to be able to get the order uh, by Valentine's Day. But, you know, go ahead, you know, you can take a look at the, uh, the section uh, of wife's recommendations, you know, of things that you can do or add into the bedroom for fun. You can, you know, get the uh, book that lets your man know that he is clueless or additional ways that you can help uh, this podcast grow. All right. Thank you so much uh, for your time and attention. And I will be back again soon.